The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 38. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues to look at why bad things happen to good people with an episode I'm titling, Job Gets Answers. Sort of. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This is part five of the series on why bad things happen to good people, and in this episode I'll be ending our look at the book of Job. We still have more to go after this, but we'll at least wrap up what Job gets to learn about the whole experience. If you may recall from the previous episodes, Job was a good man who had a lot of bad things happen to him all of a sudden, and the reason they happened was that up in heaven, God and Satan had a conversation, and Satan said the only reason why Job was good was that God was protecting him, and if he took his protection away from him, if he took the fence down that he had put around him, the hedge, then certainly Job would curse the name of God. So Satan was allowed to take at first, both his possessions and his children, and then second, his health. God limited what Satan could do. Job didn't curse God. He did curse the day he was born, and then he had to endure chapters and chapters of his friends telling him, you must have done something very, very bad. And in the response to that, Job responded like he did in chapter 31, where he says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl, for what is man's lot from God above, his heritage from the Almighty on high? Is it not ruin for the wicked disaster for those who do wrong? Does he not see my ways and count my every step? If I have walked in falsehood or my foot has hurried after deceit, let God weigh in honest scales, and he will know that I am blameless. If my steps have turned from the path, if my heart has been led by my eyes, or my hands have been defiled, then may others eat what I have sown, and may my crops be uprooted. And he goes on like that for the rest of the chapter. But finally, in chapter 32, we get a voice of wisdom. And this is the fourth of his friends, Elihu. And he is the youngest of them, and so he hasn't spoken in Job till this point. And it says in chapter 32, verse 1, So these three men stopped answering Job, because he was righteous in his own eyes. But Elihu the son of Barakel the Buzite, of the family of Ram, became very angry with Job for justifying himself rather than God. He was also angry with the three friends, because they had found no way to refute Job, and yet had condemned him. Now he had waited before speaking to Job because they were older than he, but when he saw the three men had nothing more to say, his anger was aroused. And then he basically, in chapter 32, says, well, actually he spends chapter 32 saying, listen to me, but chapter 33, he says in part, But you have said in my hearing, I heard the very words, I am pure and without sin, I am clean and free from guilt. Yet God has found fault with me and considers me his enemy. But I tell you, in this you are not right, for God is greater than man. Why do you complain to him that he answers none of man's words? One of the things that we started this whole section with, this whole theme of why do bad things happen to good people, is a belief and an understanding and assumption that there are good people. That there are good people and that there are bad people. And that's certainly a common understanding that all of us have. And that's certainly the understanding that Job's three friends have. If these bad things are happening to you, then you must be a bad person. And his fourth friend comes in and says, Who are you to say that you are without fault? Who are you to say that you are one of these good people that deserves only good things to happen to you? And then finally, 
in the last four chapters of Job. Starting in chapter 38, God speaks directly to Job. And in Job 38, the Lord finally speaks to Job, but he doesn't tell him why all this happened. We get four chapters of God speaking to Job, and we don't get, okay, see Job, what happened is Satan and I were talking about you, and Satan said that you would curse my name, and so all these things happened to prove that you wouldn't know. Job never learns why he went through this, at least not in this life, at least not in this book. Instead, when God speaks to Job, he says this, Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set, or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy. Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garments and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place? When I said, this is how far you may come and no further. Here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? That it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light and the upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. What is the ways to the abode of light and where darkness resides? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the paths to their dwelling? Surely you know, for you were already born. You have lived so many years. And this goes on for verse after verse, for chapter after chapter. And basically, there's one message in all of these questions. And that's what Job gets. He gets questions from God, not answers. And really, the answer to this question is, I don't know, I'm not God. And so finally, in the end, Job has to say, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my counsel without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, Listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. When Job comes in contact with God, Job realizes he's not God. Job was a good man. Remember, that's how this whole story started with, have you considered my servant Job? And yet still, Job is not God. Job is not perfect. Job is not able to understand all the things that God understands. And this is probably, of all of the different lessons that we're going to hit on in this series, the hardest lesson of all. Because basically, in this book, God says, 
he's God and we're not. And we can question what it is and why things happen and such, but God does not feel obligated that he always has to tell us. And that is going to be very frustrating. But he's God and we're not. There's going to be other verses that we're going to look at in future sections that are going to be much more uplifting and hopeful and talking about what God is doing in these difficult times we're in. But these verses are not. These verses are about understanding that God is God and we are not. And that is an important thing for us to understand, even when we're in times that are so difficult. The good news there is that when we're in situations we can't understand, there is hope that God can, that God is greater than us, that God understands so much more than us, and that we're in the hands of one who does understand what's going on. At this point, the epilogue where Job gets blessed greater in the latter part of his life than in the first, and he gets you know more kids and more donkeys and more camels and more oxen just seems really more an epilogue. It's, the, it's after the story. The story is done here with Job coming to that understanding that he's not God. And so with that, we'll bring this episode to a close. Come back next week to hear more about why bad things happen to good people and what the Bible has to say about that. If you have comments, feel free to send me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on the website, thebiblestudypodcast.com. As always, thanks so much for listening. The best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry. Your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.